Episode 32, Church History, Part 2. Different foreign powers from the Greek and Romans split the Judaites or Israelites into different groups and different views of following the Torah. It led to two distinct groups, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And the remaining true Torah believers setting up synagogues in their own communities to follow Yah and his convocations. These believers were like the disciples, James, John, Peter, and Stephen, Acts 6. In those days, when the number of disciples were multiplied, there also arose a murmuring among the Grecians. The Grecians here are the Greeks against the Hebrews because the widows were neglected in their daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye among you and find seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, who we may appoint over this business. But we will continually give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. The Romans and the Greeks, whom we talked about before, which were the Libertines, the Cyrenians, the Alexandrians, the Sicilies, and Asia, all descendants of Japhet and Esau, began to dispute with Stephen. Stephen was like, yeah, I don't know about my people or about my Yah. So what is the problem here? Anyway, the Bible says they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which Stephen spoke. So they marched to the Sanhedrin court to lie on Stephen with false witnesses. This was the same court that put John and Peter in jail before. The Sanhedrin court was established in Greek Hellenism, but during this time, it was controlled by the Romans. In Acts 7, Stephen comes before the high priest, boldly declaring the word of the Most High without fear or any doubt. He tells them the story of Abraham and how he had to leave his country and at that time he had no children. But Yah promised him an inheritance to his seed. He said his seed will be in a strange land and in bondage for 400 years and the nation in return will be judged and in bondage themselves. Stephen told them that Yah gave Abraham the covenant of circumcision. Abraham circumcised Isaac and Jacob circumcised the 12 patriarchs, which are the 12 tribes of Israel. He then tells the story of Joseph being sold by his brothers, but rose as the governor of Egypt, and he was able to bury his father, Jacob, with Abraham. Stephen begins to tell the priest about Moses and how Solomon built a house unto Yah. He was conveying to them all of our Hebrew history. That's our black history, y'all. Acts 7. Stephen goes on. How be it the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as said the prophets. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, said Yah, or what is the place of my rest? Had not my hand made all these things, ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears? You do resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did. So do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they snatched on him with their teeth. But he, Stephen, been full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of Yah, and Yeshua standing on the right hand of Yah. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of Yah. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. They cast him out the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet. His name was Saul. As they stoned Stephen, he was calling upon God, saying, Yahshua Elohim, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Yah, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he said this, 
he fell asleep. Stephen Stoning was ordered by the high priests, which were the Sadducees. These were Israelites who had conformed to the Greeks and the Romans. Their true Hebraic roots and teachings were foreign to them, which is why they held Israelite followers of the Torah like Stephen in contempt for speaking the truth. Israelites with Greek foundations conformed with Alexander the Great and the, the Potomac Kings invaded and governed lands with Hellenism. The Maccabees fought the Greeks and reigned for a century but lost power as they adopted Hellenism into their own way of life. As we know our story, every time we follow foreign gods, we are severely punished and we lose our land and everything. After Stephen's death, true believers of the Torah were heartbroken and dismayed. But the disciples continued their mission to spread the salvation of Yah, while followers of the Torah scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Acts 8. Saul, a Pharisee from the tribe of Benjamin, was at the stoning of Stephen and approved of Stephen's execution. Philip, James, John, and Peter continued to spread the message of repentance and salvation. And Saul tells the high priest what they're doing. During this time, the persecution of believers were mostly being thrown in jail. They would just find them and throw them in jail, except for Stephen when he spoke the truth to their faces. Acts 9. Saul is on the road to tell the high priest what the disciples are doing, but he has an encounter with Yah, which left him blind for three days. He didn't eat or drink. And Ananias comes and prays for him, and he receives his sight and is able to eat. Acts 9, 26. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples. But they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen Yah in the way, and that he had spoken to Yah. And now he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Yeshua. He had spoke boldly in the name of Yeshua and disputed against the Grecians, the Greeks, but they went about to slay him, which when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus. Saul is a Pharisee that's been throwing believers of the Torah in jail. He has not been completely reprogrammed to what is truth and what is not. He has a life history of learning the pagan ways of the Greeks and the Romans, just as Barnabas was a new convert as well. Barnabas was a Levite from Cyrus who converted to Yah's message in Acts 4. And we know Cyrus was controlled by the Romans. The disciples are like, no, we don't know this dude and we're afraid of him. So they sent Saul back to where he was from, which was Tarsus. So we have a new convert mentoring a brand new convert that was just throwing believers in jail. Acts 10. Cornelius the Italian received salvation. The Holy Rurok is poured out on the Israelites and on the Gentiles of those who believe. Acts 11. Gentiles are receiving the word of Yah in Judea. Verse 25 and 26. Barnabas goes to Tarsus to find Saul and they go to Antioch. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. When he found him, he brought him into Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves in the church and taught many people. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. You have new converts ministering the message of Yah and starting a religion or denomination for Christians. How does this make any sense? As new believers, it takes time to get your mind, your thoughts, your ways, and your reactions to line up to the word of Yah. And these two converts with their prior influences of Rome and Greece, which one of them was a Pharisee, are left to minister to a group of people for an entire year, and they give themselves the name of Christian. The word Christian is a Greek name because that is what Saul and Barnabas knew. It wasn't their fault because they were new at this. They both had an encounter with Yah and were ready to set the world on fire with what Yah had did for them. 
but to establish a religion of beliefs and interpretations from two new converts with roots in paganism would change the trajectory of the Torah and the message of Yeshua from the original purpose for over 2,000 years. Saul gave the name of Christian to the Gentiles, and Christian is used by Peter one time in scripture, 1 Peter 4.16, and I believe it was through translation because Peter never called himself or anyone Christian except in this verse, and it looks like it's there through translation. 1 Peter 4.16, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Let him glorify Yah on his behalf. Or, yet if any man suffer as a believer or disciple, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify Yah on his behalf. Christian is also in Acts 26 and 28. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. What did Paul get Christian from? The origin is Greek as we know, but who had similar names? There was Socrates Christus or Christos. He was a Greek prince and king of Bithynia in Asia Minor. Tarsus is a part of Asia Minor. This is where Paul was from. Methodate Christus was a prince and co-ruler of the kingdom of Pontus, a Hellenistic kingdom ruled by the Metrodatic dynasty of Persian origin. This dynasty was believed to be related to Darius, the king of the Persians. Osiris, an Egyptian god of fertility, god of the dead, and the afterlife, was combined with various Greek gods in Hellenism to form the god of Serapis. Serapis was believed to have been started by Alexander the Great or by the Potomac dynasty while invading and living in Egypt. The Greeks began ruling Egypt in the 330 BC timeframe. The worship of Osiris continued long after that until 350 to 450 AD. There were Greek gods known as Alexandrian Osiris, Osiris Christos, Serapis Christos, Isis Christos, Helios Christos, Apollo Christos, Hades Christos, Persephone Christos, Hermes Christos, Eletheia Christos, and Christos Mitras. These were all the names of the different Greek gods or rulers. And now we have Jesus the Christ named after these Greek gods. Christus, C-H-R-E-S-T-U-S means good. C-H-R-E-S-T-O-S means righteous one. Christos, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-S means anointed one. Christes, C-H-R-E-S-T-E-S, means a prophet or soothsayer who explains oracles. And Christes, C-H-R-I-S-T-E-S, means whitewasher. We know that Christian or Christ is nowhere in the Old Testament. We find Christian in the New Testament three times as mentioned earlier. The title of Yeshua as Christos was never used until the New Testament began its many translations. The word Christ or Christos, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-S, or Christus, C-H-R-E-S-T-U-S, was not used by Yeshua himself, nor by his disciples, nor of the Hebrews. However, the word Christian was introduced when Paul came along with his Greek and Roman upbringing and assigned this name to the people in Antioch. Christos, Christus, Christ, Christian, came from Hellenism, a Greek culture of paganism, and idol worship. Therefore, we shouldn't attach anything that is pagan to the son of Yah. He is not Jesus the Christ. He is Yahshua, the son of Yah, the son of the Most High. Yahshua means Yah saves in Hebrew. Call him by his name. 
Yahshua HaMashiach. And we are believers of Yah and his holy scriptures and of Yahshua. Reggie White, the football player, won the Super Bowl. He was in search of these same truths. He was learning Hebrew before he mysteriously died. He wanted to read the original Torah and the scriptures. He even went to Jerusalem to view the Aleppo Codex, a Hebrew Bible in Hebrew language stored in a secret vault. Reggie White wanted the truth, and we do too. We have taken every word given to us as if it was the right word, and we failed to research the word for ourselves with guidance from the Most High and not from man. Truth Wars is giving you nuggets with each episode for you to research and study for yourselves while asking y'all for discernment and understanding. Revelations 22, 18 through 20. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, Yah shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away the words of this book of the prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city. And from the things which are written in this book, who has the plagues? Who's distorted scripture? Who are the Pharisees and Sadducees of this day? We will know them by their customs and their languages connected to the Greek and the Romans. Our modern day churches exhibit these customs and languages filled with lots and lots of leaven. Judah, Israelites, and Gentiles who believe you have to stand before Yah for yourself and not your pastor, not your church, or your religion. That's why you have to seek Yah for yourself. Learn the Torah and the scriptures for yourself. Seek the truth to set yourself free and everyone around you free. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or comment here. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free. Please see a podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.